The following program contains irreverent humor, brilliant insights, and story elements from television or film that may give away important details. We got spoilers, or as they say in Klingon, Gumaka. Don't say we didn't warn you. We're never really quite sure what they're eating on Star Trek. In the original series, Vulcans were vegetarian because eating other life forms is logically barbaric. In the next generation, meat comes from replicators, not from animals. On Voyager, they're faced with an energy shortage, so they resorted to actually cooking. But in the latest episode of Star Trek Discovery, Vaulting Ambition, Emperor Giorgio goes full cannibal and gags her baby girl, Michael Burnham, on some Kentucky Fried Kelpian. What the track? Greetings. I'm the George Takei of this ship. Fausto Fernos, which means I enjoy giving the captain side eye, and every now and then I take my shirt off and show off my fencing skills. Ooh! But since we're still in the mirror universe, please welcome my arch nemesis, Lieutenant Mark Felian, who's super lazy, so he uses the transporter to beam beer from the fridge into his mouth. Uh, uh, Mark. <laughs> please welcome our ship's captain, Colette Gregory. Wait a second. Where is she? Brian? She was tied up and couldn't make it. <laughs> what? She has a cold. <laughs> well, how is she? Delicious. <laughs> that better be Kentucky Fried Kelpian you're eating, Brian. <clears throat> Welcome the guy who types on the ship's computer all day long, Brian Sweeney. Yeah, Brian, hey, what typing, the hell is that typing. on your screen right now? Oops. Don't look at my screen. <laughs> Oh, that's like porn. I think it, it is. is. Porn. Mm. Or I don't know. Maybe it's a research about those like green. What are those green Orion slave girls? Mm. Nothing. Oreo Orion <laughs> slave girls are not nothing. Well, since we have a bunch of Trek people listening to the podcast right now, maybe they can help us figure this this name mm. out. When Fausto and I went to the tar- Star Trek exhibit mm-hmm. that they had at the Hilton in Las Vegas, we went on the tour, and the person who gave the tour told us that there was an actual name for when they people like finger the computers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say she called it like they, it was named after somebody that worked on the show. Mm-hmm. So like they're like go over there and like punch some numbers and they don't say that like go f- like Friedrich the board or something like that you know and so you're just it was some dude's name I want to say it was his last name hmm. so if anybody out there knows what it is on Star Trek please let us know send us an email at mail at feast or like leave a comment on the website you know this Kentucky Fried Kelpian is delicious <laughs> no that's Colette oops I mean oh it's my fr- god oops. I ate Colette uh, don't you see there's a hair extension sticking out of that bowl I just thought it was an accessory to make it more fun and festive mm. you know oh yeah. hold on a second let me just get one more and then I'll stop eating her <laughs> oh my you guys god keep eating out Colette it's just amazing she's so tender I'm not I'm not touching it mm, I think blood. we're gonna have to capture the the mirror universe Colette uh, and bring her back for next step for next and week. we can eat her too Ooh. <laughs> you think she'll be as tasty? Seconds. Well, the idea is the mirror universes, they're almost the same. So it's like, it's an infinite supply of these delicious Kelpians. Or, you know that she might, yeah. you know, the mirror universe Colette might be less te- or more tender because they're sensitive to light. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's like that white asparagus. They, they blanch it so it doesn't get the light. And so it's very tender. So. Are you saying that in the mirror universe Colette is a white woman? No, no, she's just probably more tender. Oh, softer. Softer. She's not been hardened. <laughs> <laughs> By living in Earth um, C-137. That's right. That's a little uh, Rick and Morty reference there. I've always wanted to know this about Star Trek. What's that? My microphone's dropping out there. Uh, that they have all these species, and they're all eating food all the time, and it doesn't look like they're veget- All Vulcans are vegetarian sometimes when it's convenient for them. But in the Star Trek universe, uh, they're just eating all sorts of fried mm-hmm. chicken and steak and all this stuff. And I'm imagining that, you know, sooner or later, somebody's going to intentionally or unintentionally eat another species. Well, yeah, why not? I mean, when you look at human evolution and human civilization, it wasn't that long ago that people were actually eating other people. And so I was really 
uh, satisfied that Star Trek went there to mm-hmm. that taboo topic matter of eating another crew member. Well, they didn't just go there once. They went there twice. Because you remember when, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, Vok was on the ship and Terrell, there was, you know, talked about how they ate George O, right? Captain, uh, Captain Filipina. George, uh, yeah, George O. Because they yeah. were hungry. They were on this. They were, uh, they kind of mostly, I think they did it out of like desperation because they were stuck on the ship and had no supplies. So like, well, you we got to eat what we have. But then you see on the flip side, in the mirror universe, like, Giorgio got her <laughs> revenge because she's just like, I'll eat anything. Did you guys see that coming when the uh, Philip uh, Philippa what's that for her first Philippa name? Giorgio Philippa Giorgio turns to Michael Burnham and says, "Choose your just pick one, pick one." And I was like, "Ooh, this is not going to end well." And they're all looking at her like, "Please don't pick me." I thought it was, it was like a fuck slave. That's what I thought that she was doing, mm-hmm. and it was like, yeah, that's your gift or mm-hmm. whatever she said. And uh, uh, so they all kind of look like Saru. Yeah. Well, well the one one, she, one yeah. was tall, one was shorter, but yeah, like I thought. And the uh, one she picked definitely looked like Saru, and a lot of people online are saying it was Saru, but I wasn't as tall as Saru, so no. And plus, Saru's still back on his ship. Yeah, one the writer of the episode said it wasn't yeah. him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Saru. But it was all not. played by the same please, actor. Take that out of your mouth, please. But just want just, just so be tender and so delicious. You're a podcast. People don't want to hear you eat things. I know, but I just can't help myself. I'm so hungry. <laughs> it's, it's the so way that we keep her with us at all times. You know, by her after eating the show. Colette, in some ways, we become part of Colette, and Colette will always be with us. Yes, mm. Mark. Eat it, Colette. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> I want to remember her the way she was. Delicious. Yes, sassy delicious. and funny and witty. Mm. She's just not feeling well. She'll be back next week, hopefully. <laughs> mm. So what is it that I'm eating now? Now I'm really freaking uh, out. She's coming Replicated back Replicated Colette. <laughs> so in the multi-universe, is Michael Burnham alive? Is is the, the villainous Michael Burnham... Are we going to see... Her that next yet week. to be revealed. That seems like that's going to sort of what we're building up mm-hmm. to, right? And then she's going to make out with her and says, Oh my God, you're so hot. And she's like, Ooh, baby, come give me a kiss. Come give Michael Burnham some Michael Burnham love. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure, I don't know, who knows, because uh, when you make predictions, you just you sound stupid in a few weeks when it's wrong. But they, the other. The Dis- Mirror Universe Discovery is poss- is probably in our universe or the correct universe right now. So, oh, because they have could to be, switch spots or what? Uh, there was somebody referenced what was happening with the that the discovery from that universe, and one of the writers said, "Like, well, that should, that's going to be something that we find out." Mm. So. We'll yeah. see. So she might be over there. Well, the thing about her, though, is well, like, like how Tilly. Was she- mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's a bunch of people. You mean Killy? Killy. Yeah, but Killy, like, runs that ship. So the real Killy is somewhere. Like, she's not just gone. Mm-hmm. In the same way, the Mirror Mirror Universe, the episode Mirror Mirror uh, from the first uh, Star Trek, the original series, the uh, Mirror Universe ones were on the regular quote unquote Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, the handful of crew members were just transported to the mirror universe. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that we will see eventually we'll see uh, uh, Burnham and mm-hmm. shit. Well, it'll be interesting to see what that Burnham is like, because, you know, she was not raised by the Vulcan. So she doesn't have that kind of Vulcan discipline. She was, I guess, raised by, you know, George O is what she, and said, she got long dicked by Lorca. Uh. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, Lorca might know. Well, that, the other thing too. He knows you, what her bitch pudding tastes like. What, yeah. <laughs> when you when you, uh, yeah. <laughs> when you when we saw the preview for next drag, we saw yeah. we saw uh, the security officer uh, who was killed uh, when she went up against the tardigrade, and the tardigrade yeah. killed her. So we saw her come out of some kind of stasis. So uh, because she came out of stasis, so that's the I guess the good. Uh, we're guessing the good one. So probably Lorca was somehow managed to like switch sides with his Lorca and them, and maybe they put them in stasis, so maybe Michael Burnham's in stasis with all of them? I don't know. This show's uh, writing is getting addicted to twists. It's yeah. like M. Night Shyamalan is writing a series, and it's like, mm-hmm. surprise! But you, this is that, and this is that, well, this is, this is, None of these services are any of these surprises. Well, they're all just trying to make twists, and now, now what are we going to do with Lorca? What are we going to do at, with Ash? We're going to do with anybody? It's the, are they going to kill them off? Are they going to rid of half of the characters? They're not surprises because 
Uh, we're foreshadowed. We, no, because we sit here and talk about them every week for like an hour and then like <laughs> speculate and read Reddit and shit. And so like we spoil it for ourselves. So when it happens, we're like, oh, I knew that was going to happen because everyone else had told us or whatever. <laughs> but like yeah. if this was the it's made in a way that is binge watching. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. As Enterprise has told us, the show Enterprise, uh, and this from this episode, if you think of the pilot episode, it took we took it's been a long road getting from there to here. here. Yes, Um, and when I was watching this episode, I felt like if I had all the episodes at once. And was given all the episodes at once, I wouldn't have felt so like, uh, whatever, with uh, like for the weeks where episodes were just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Because when you're given the episodes all at once, you know that they're like all there. So it's not, so it's like when you read a chapter of a book, you don't think like, oh, well, n- enough didn't happen in this chapter to warrant a chapter because you know that you have the rest of the book and stuff like that. It's hard when you release a show week to week and not have stories that are just episode to episode type of thing when you have a long road type it's of like thing. It's like eating so, Kelpian, you're hungry half an hour later. Exactly, Colette. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I feel like uh, with this episode, I really felt like this is like great because it resolved some stuff. But it also was like it gave us reasons to care about characters and what was happening. They showed us like characters in peril and what and what their problems were and what has to be done in order for them to get to a solution. Stamets had to leave his happy place and give up everything that he wanted. Um, Burnham had to. You know, she had to be cool with uh, Michelle Yao and do and then prove that she was and and go against her own uh, instincts and stuff and pretend that she was someone else. So that's mm-hmm. inherent drama. Laurel had to go and see if and uh, try to operate on um, Tyler to bring back Valk or whatever. And so, like, there were all these things that you were like that are key to drama where it's like. They have to do something, and the interesting part is seeing how they do them and the things, the conflicts that they get over in order to achieve that goal. And oftentimes, they didn't really do that in the past episodes, which was always like a problem. And why, once we've gotten to this mirror universe, it feels like the show has just like clicked into place because there's actual stakes and things that are driving. And happening, and they're showing like the crew members and a couple crew members at a time. And so, like when there's stuff like the Lorca reveal that he's a mere universe, regardless of whether or not we someone had guessed it or whatever, it was very satisfying. I felt, mm-hmm. especially seeing because we also got to see Burnham realize it, and that's interesting because her Vulcan logic to deduct it and flashback. Yeah, yes, and suspense is not twist suspense mm-hmm. is when you when a bomb is in i think hitchcock yes hitchcock said it, it's when there's a bomb underneath a dinner table and you show the bomb to the audience and then you pan up and just show people having dinner and then they just keep having dinner so you sit there and wait and you're like oh my god and that's what suspense is uh when the audience knows something that the characters don't. So even if you guess the Lorca thing, it doesn't really matter because it's still interesting. Mm-hmm. And I and I would argue it can still be interesting if you if we the audience had found these things out earlier than they revealed them now. Because Fausto's right, and it was a point that I tried to make last week. I think of the problem with storytelling nowadays is that they are trying so hard to go to twists, and oftentimes the twists. Don't serve anything aside from saying, ta-da, isn't that clever? And then we gotcha. say, like, oh, I, I figured it out. Or, wow. But then, like, when you rewatch it, who gives a shit? Like, you're like, oh. As opposed to rewatching something and saying, oh, look, now this makes sense because this and this and this. So if we go back and rewatch the show 
and we can see like oh this really does all fit into stuff or like then it's a good thing but yes luke obi-wan killed your father yeah because also like luke i am your father oh my god since it gets people talking about it right and so in some ways it's like they're learning from the success of past film and television twists who killed who killed bobby uh, Ewing, Mark. It was all just a dream, right? Nobody killed Bobby. Or yeah, who killed Jr. Who shot Jr. Who shot Jr. It was all just it was, a dream. It was his, uh, uh, his wife's sis- little sister. And these twists, getting people Suzanne to 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 talking about the television show and getting other people to watch who might be on the edge about it, and and ultimately, I think that's sort of what they're trying to do is just get it get us buzzing about it. You know, if everyone had just had a podcast about Star Trek Discovery, maybe the writing wouldn't rely on the twist so much. But if they had just released it as a bunch, like if they yeah, released that's how 15... That's a lot of people are yes. watching it, right? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Oh, no, I think it's... I think it's future. Yes. Yeah. But, and I feel like, but that's what's good and why Stranger Things or whatever show that is just released as a bunch of episodes... If there's an episode where, like, not much happens, it doesn't really matter because you have so many episodes that it's all just sort of chapters of a book. Mm. And so if there's just one that sits there and talks about something else, it's not like you feel like, oh, well, I waited all week for this and, like, they didn't give me anything. And I feel like so that's that's a, like a tough problem that mm. we have now because we have been spoiled. And once you get spoiled once you're given something, you can't go back. Like, it's tough to go back to weekly watching of a show and not just getting straight to give us exactly, like, what we want. Um, let's talk about uh, Philippa's death boomerang. Fallacia. Fallacia. Fallopian. Uh, her, her death uh, boomerang. Philippa? Is that what you called her? What's her what is her name? Philippa Georgia? Philippa Georgio. First you called her Filipina. <laughs> Philippa Giorgio. Fallopian to... George. But, so she has like. Philippian to George, curious charges. In sister. this mirror universe, they are so wasteful, you know, because they basically kill a Kel- Kelpian a to Colette? make. You almost- a Colette? <laughs> See, I told you, it's delicious. Mm. So it's just to make a Colettean. bowl of soup. Mm. And, and it's like she finds out that, that Michael Burnham has. You know, information about a secret technology, mm-hmm. and she has to kill every single body in that room well, except for one. The, it's about with her death boomerang. Well, it's the mirror universe. Dude. What did she say? Oh, it's a charming, charming concept. This <laughs> mirror universe, and so she kills because she and doesn't want. Hot in the she doesn't universe like that classified information, and so she doesn't want anybody else to know. So she's just like, I have to kill them all now. And then she turns to the other guy and says, "Hey, can you keep a secret?" And he's like, well, "If my life depends upon it." <laughs> and I think that death boomerang um, is a is a a film technique that's mm. that's used quite often, like especially there was the center of the movie Crawl. Do you remember Crawl? <laughs> Do you remember Crawl? <laughs> yes, but I love that. This movie. is such Crawl? a Fausto reference. <laughs> the only between like 1975 and 86 are no, all the references. Re- uh, Xena, the Warrior Princess, also uses the mm-hmm. Death Boomerang, and even in uh, Blade, Guardians, Blade, and Guardians of the Galaxy, even that arrow is somewhat of a Death Boomerang. It's this idea to be able to kill everybody with one weapon that just kind of goes around the room and well, zaps everybody. And the star from Crawl, well, he was on. Uh, Deep Space Nine. He was. It's all connected. Yeah, it's all connected through that universe. Oh. He played. Uh, God, what was his name? It was the guy. He um, Ken Marshall. He uh, Ken Marshall. Captain he, Cisco. No, he didn't play Captain <laughs> Cisco. He played. Uh, no, Odo. I think he was still part of the Maquis or something like that. And uh, he had a, Tom uh, Paris arc. Let me look it up. Real so quick. Ken That's Marshall was the hunk in the movie Crawl that Mark and I had had a crush on when we were little gay boys. What about mm-hmm. Gary Marshall? Yeah, not so much. <laughs> Penny Marshall's Penny. brother. Yeah. What but, about Cindy but, Williams? <laughs> <laughs> you always wanted those sweaters she had. I, I, you know, the only thing about Laverne and Shirley that I got excited about is whenever Laverne drank milk and Pepsi together. And one day I just bought some milk and mixed it with Pepsi. I'm like, it's let's disgusting. see what this tastes like. And the milk curdles hmm. with the, with the, pe- it's a tear. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. He played Michael Addington. Do you remember Michael Addington? Oh no. He, he was, yeah. he, he lost a lot of his looks. He, he became bald. I know. Mm-hmm. Age 
takes us all. That means he has a lot of testosterone. Yeah. So he's probably got a big dick. Big dong. Hairy back. Just a beast, man. It just mm-hmm. fucks like a monster. <laughs> In the mirror universe, he's Just a crawl fuck monster <laughs> with his dick boomerang. And, and I don't know. It's like this whole mirror universe is like, sometimes it feels wasteful. It doesn't seem sometimes logical. And it's like, are people assholes? in the mirror universe isn't this like you know ethnocentric like my universe everyone's nice everybody gets along we overcame you know death and destruction we get along with people in your mirror universe you're all a bunch of dicks who want to kill everybody and eat sorrow well yes but it's also like that's just sort of Everything in Star Trek comes from an American point of view or at least a western colonial point of view because that's just sort of how things are like we think that like <laughs> justice is a american concept mm-hmm. like all of it is stuff that like it's like oh you know like women shouldn't bear their breasts or whatever like there's like that type of stuff is like why why do the amazons in wonder woman like why are why aren't they just naked i understand that they have to like <laughs> fingering each other no i mean i understand that like they have to wear armor to protect themselves or whatever but like why well, would they want support you want your boobs just hanging around okay but why you want flies going into your cooler i understand that but <laughs> why well i mean but i, I it's it still it, wouldn't first of all it's not like gal gadot has hangers she doesn't have much boobs she's got Tight, but no, tight anyway, body. my point was, yeah. my point was, why would, because the reason why we cover is because of shame. Like we say, like, it's not okay. It's cold outside. It's you gotta cold put outside. on a jacket. Right. Okay, you guys cold. have no Listen, idea what I'm talking about. If I was sitting here understand. naked, you would just be staring at my dick the whole time and we wouldn't even have a podcast. It's distracting. You would yeah, get horny. Right. But that's not, but it's not. And right, dicks whatever. are a trigger. Even straight guys get turned on by dicks. And yeah. That's why we cover up our dicks. It's not necessarily because we're ashamed of our bodies. We wear clothes. I have friends who are nudists. I have friends who are uh, breast activists mm-hmm. and they wear clothes too. That's because of the society that they were born in. If they were born in a society, <laughs> in a civilization that had never been touched by the outside world, I doubt that they are like, oh, I need to cover my breasts. How dare you look at me? Because we put the, re- we put the fucking own. What is that, Brian? Like- are you arguing right now in this podcast that if it wasn't for the law, you would be naked all the time in Chicago right. in the middle of the winter. Take off your clothes right you now. You don't have to wear want. clothes in front of me. No, because it's the way that I was raised in the society that I was born into. I'm gonna, in fact, if I'm I was start by example, I'm going to take my clothes off. Well, right if now. you were in Europe, it would be a lot more. Uh, there'd be a lot more open. Yeah. The same I mean, way, like beach. French women, like showing their breasts or whatever. Like it's not like <sighs> breasts are shown on television mm-hmm. in I feel Europe. So much better and, now. Yeah, and in America, it's not, and that's because of. The shame and the uh, puritanical views. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's a combination of a lot of, of a lot of things. But Definitely no, but the shame first of all, but clothes have utility. Fine. What well, I'm where are you saying is, pocket chains. If you don't have a pocket, change is a is, <laughs> is a currency that was created because of society. The yeah. old, it has no intrinsic value. We say it has value, therefore it does because we and that's decided. Okay with me. I'm talking. So in the Star Trek universe, but if you're in a fucking mirror universe, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) We're not going to need clothes. We're not going to need clothing. We're not going to need money. The mirror universe, not the nudist universe. You know. It should be. That'd be awesome. Well, and you know, and that's but Sorry, it, it, normally it has been because, yeah. like, when you looked at the mirror universe and the other episodes, like in Star Trek and in you know Enterprise and in Deep Space Nine, they were more scantily clad. We're not seeing any of that sexy uh, Nixon in the, this mirror universe. Nixon. <laughs> we're not seeing any of that sexy, sexy Nixon sexy like we Nixon. had here. <laughs> Nixon was probably ugly in this universe because he was so fucking hot. <laughs> that was what Mark was beating off mm. to while you were drinking Pepsi milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just Nixon. <laughs> Nixon. So, so uh, is is Culver really dead? I, 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 I don't like the fact that they sort of built this relationship between these two gay characters. And, you know, we finally got a very passionate kiss. And, you know, he's like, um, are you an angel? Are you, are you died? It's like, yeah, God is mad at you. She's really pissed. <laughs> I just said that to say that in your face. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Please not do not kill this couple. We need Culver and Stamets. But the you show know, needs you that. know they're also giving us clues though that you can travel through time and space. It seems like yeah. not only that, but you can fucking uh, graft consciousness onto people. Mm-hmm. So and uh, 
Cole, uh, fucking Wilson Cruz said that he's like in here in this universe or whatever, or he's in the uh, network. In the network, is it because he got killed by it or something or what? I, I mean, don't know. Who knows? I mean, hopefully, I mean, I guess we'll he was find looking out. At porn when he twisted his neck. But either way, it's cheap and unearned. Like it's, I feel like it's going to be more cheap if they're like, just kidding, he's not dead, mm. and they bring him back, and we're like, oh, phew, because I don't want bury your gaze, and it's like, well. We're here now. He's been killed. He's been killed because they wanted to have a dramatic moment that gave uh, Anthony Rapp a reason why he never would want to get out of the nexus mm-hmm. for new Star Trek generation heads uh, of this Paradise. mycelium. Yeah. So where everybody that you loved lives and you can spend, you can wrap yourself up in their love. Yeah, it's a very, and the way that it was done from a writing perspective is awful. Like they didn't. First of all, we never really met Wilson Cruz. We saw him for like for a second mm-hmm. in like three episodes. We never saw him on a date. We never saw. Him we never saw fucking. him as. We never saw him butt fucking, which is a major miscalculation by this staff. And I've written several letters, and I uh, <laughs> refuse to watch any more episodes. Um, we never saw them docking. We never saw uh, them freezing gerbils so that they won't wake up and then re, uh, and then removing all of their claws and then getting a paper towel uh, thing and putting it into their buttholes and letting the gerbil run into their buttholes and then get you caught know a lot and then about have Richard a bunch of oops. Um, we never saw any of that. Is my point? And so what I'm saying is like when the, what they're saying is they love each other because we're telling you. Not because they showed anything. Like, it's not, it's just because they're like, trust us, they love each other. Isn't that sad? Because you love people and think about that. Mm. So, like, it would be the I'm same. I'm in a relationship. Yeah. So I relate to it. It's the same thing that, like, if, we, if you saw a movie and they're like, hi, uh, this is my son. And then, like, and it's like, and I'm the mom. And then the mom gets hit by a car. And then the son cries. And you're like, oh, that is sad because I have a mom, too. And that would be sad for me. But they don't earn anything, so it doesn't really... It's just cheap. It's just a cheap stunt, and it's bullshit. But that's where we are at this point. And, like, so they wanted to make it into this thing that... Anthony Rapp played it well, but it would have been... If they had, if we had had these characters, and, like... He didn't want to leave him because of how, how hard it would be to leave. Mm-hmm. But they also don't give us enough time in the Mycelium Network... And him being like, I just wanted to be the way things were. They never showed us how things were, so we just have to assume, oh, they loved each other mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. one time he told and us it about seem opera. Like there was any plan of action, or we don't see what's going to happen, or like what kind of guidance did he really give them? Yes, but like, okay, going Star Trek Generation, which isn't a great movie, obviously, but you don't like that movie? It's I'm saying it's not great. It's okay. fine. There's a lot of problems, but what I'm saying is like we see why Picard would want to stay here. Or because like his, Cause he has it, his little Victorian family. Well, yes, but his entire family had just died mm-hmm. in in the vineyard, and it's just it's a lot easier to stay there. We understand that, but so it's 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 cheap, and I understand that like if they bring Wilson Cruz back, it's just going to be even cheaper, and just another point where we are in pop culture mm-hmm. right now, where it's like when someone dies, we we have to wait a few months and be like. Well, are they really dead? Yeah. Or we have to wait for a yeah. few more movies that and makes, be like, they'll come back. That and makes death like uh, it makes death not have the consequence that it should have. Well, people death don't care. Final. Yeah, it it doesn't matter. It's like Star Trek in the darkness when fucking Kirk dies. No one thinks. He's oh man, dead. he's dead. That's this is really upsetting. Whereas like Wrath of Khan is, you have an actual emotion. But it's not just because, like, you know that you feel like Spock's going to die, like, because it's also they built these characters. So, mm. but it's just, it's and a had problem. Had they not done a sequel uh, to search for Spock, Spock technically would have been dead and that would yeah. be in the end of the series. But it is, it's just, but even, like, I've, I, when I watched Wrath of Khan, I watched it as someone that mm-hmm. knew that there was a bunch of more movies coming up and Spock's not dead and he's on Next Generation or whatever. I don't know mm-hmm. when I watched it, but... What I'm saying is, like, we're at a bad point in this type of thing because death doesn't mean anything. Mm. Well, I have bad news here. Uh, Dr. Culver, uh, Anthony uh, Wilson Cruz, um, not Anthony Rapp, is not on the cast list for episodes 13 and 14 on IMDb. 
So yeah, but this he, might he be the said, end of them. He said, that, he said no one leaves. And they also, like, we don't know what the hell is happening with this sickness. Like, you know how, like, the thing the is just... drive sickness? Yeah. They don't tell us, like, what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, What's happening? Know what it is. If yeah. he was... Stank. <laughs> Stank from his hang low? Yeah. <laughs> he just left some shit on his dick from Wilson Chris, and he's like, I'm never washing this dick. He's gone. No, it's just, like, you know, things get rotten. And, and uh, I guess he, he also talked about how the mycelial network is not a friendly place. I wonder well, what he meant was, by that. It's also, I mean, obviously this is something that hopefully they're going to show, like, how exactly did Lorca get into the binary battle of the binary stars? Mm-hmm. How did he get? How did he replace our Lorca? Let's just say our uh, the good Lorca, the, whatever good Lorca. How did he get there? What was Anth- was Anthony Rap? Anthony Rap from there seems like it was that that was what his bad guy was. That his mirror universe guy, which seemed weird. Like when it first happened and they were talking to each other, I was like, wait, so. Mirror Universe Stamets is just the same Stamets, except in a different costume. He's just more dressed like a Nazi. Mm. Like, that's the only difference. And then Wilson Cruz was like, no, he's a, he's a bad guy. And, like, he's well, trying to destroy everything mm-hmm. or whatever. What also makes me question when you had that scene when they got to the Mary, just before they got to the uni- Mary Universe, when Stamets turns to Lorcan, he's just like, just one more jump. And they both kind of, like, look at each other, like, knowingly. And it makes me think, like, what's going on there? Like, did you know, because he says he was getting glimpses from the other world or, you know, did they trade spots at that point in time or is one the other? I don't know. Well, I did like that. Like this time when they did have the moment where Wilson Cruz brought him to the teeth, tooth, teeth brushing mm-hmm. and he's like, tell me about your day. And he's like, this was always my favorite time. That's mm-hmm. really nice because that shows us character Mm -hmm. that gives and it's a big problem with what the domesticity yes and it's also a big problem with um this with star trek discovery is how much they care more about what's happening in the plot as opposed to the characters themselves and that i feel like with the mere universe they have to they have to work more with the characters and what emotion the characters give us because it's when there's things that happen in okay like the original Star Wars let's go to no one really gives a shit about the Death Star plans when you look back at Star Wars the original Star Wars mm-hmm. the biggest thing is not like thank god they got the Death Star plans to the rebels which is the inciting incident that starts the entire thing the main pr- thing that we like C-3PO and R2-D2, and then they meet Luke, and then Luke meets Obi-Wan, and then Obi-Wan and Luke meet Han, and then and so on and so on. The assembly of that team. Yeah, so without that, we don't care. And it's a big problem with like what the prequels were. That was all about plot and not about the big thing with the prequels, like what I was talking about. We all knew that he was going to become Darth Vader. The big thing is, oh man, this guy's going to turn into Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And that dread and knowing the dread that they do with good werewolf movies of being afraid of when you're going to turn and uh, and causing suspense for that but and that's just a, a problem that i think they're getting better with but and hopefully it will be better once they get rid of Lorca and maybe they can move on from all of this bullshit you know i just realized that like uh, puberty in science fiction and fantasy films is really like sort of an evil force Always, you know, and it's not like people turning into werewolves or to the dark side or anything. It usually happens when they start ejaculating. (laughs) Yes. Well, you can start. You go from the innocence of a child to you know the evilness of an adult. Yeah. Well, it's just when you cross over into it's the uh, tree of knowledge. It's biting the apple. That's what happens during puberty. It's going from innocence, and then when you take a bite of the apple and you're thrown out of paradise, that's always what it's been. Uh, I, one of the things that we haven't really discussed too much in what the the track is the opening title sequence is a nice, refreshing palate cleanser to all the activity and graphics and lights and you know images that we, that the series has, and one new piece of technology that I would like for them to sort of uh, incorporate is Laurel's 
uh, laser fingernail <laughs> surgery gloves that she uses to do brain surgery on Ash Ta- Tyler slash Vok, where you like shoots mm-hmm. lasers out of her fingertip nails into his and brain. And what's to become of him? Will he be Vok or will he be Ash? Well, it seems uh, they said. kind of explained that, right? Mm-hmm. So is is that Laurel had she knew what needed to be done? To bring, to turn Vok to make the ultimate sacrifice and turn him into a human so he could infiltrate for some reason. And it seems like they've sort of thrown that away with this episode because now we revealed that Vok's consciousness is the only thing that's inside of Ash Tyler and that Ash Tyler's body, I guess, has been built around Vok's. It was a very, I rewound it like two times because I still wasn't quite sure what they were saying. They were saying that they took Vok and they took they captured Ash Tyler and like tortured the fuck out of him or he died or whatever. And then they rebuilt his brain and memories and grafted Vok and rebuilt Vok. Like it was a very confusing understanding of what the hell is happening. It's like a Cadbury cream egg, you know, and the the, the, the white and the yellow part is Vok. And the chocolate shell is Ash Tyler. And they assembled it that way, you know, from the two. Mm. So both individuals in some sense are dead. And now we have this new individual. A that's hybrid. A hybrid of, of both. Well, I don't think we really know because she did say to him that he would have to give up everything. Yeah. His existence. I mean. I know, but it might mean that, like, the only thing that's really left is, like, uh, this Klingon body turned into a human that has a human overlay on top of it. I mean. And that he might not really even exist much even there it, anymore. It, Although it, he does, you know, speak Klingon. But it is pretty much a chakra. Mm. Or, uh. Yeah, shock. Isn't that what they call it? His brainstem, you mean? Or what? The Vulcan, the Vulcan uh, thing that happened in um, oh, Star uh, Trek uh, Three: the, the Search for Spock. It's oh, Sh- Katra, the Katra. 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 So you think it's Katra still in there? It I mean, I, I can understand how the Klingons could get it if they took Vulcan whatever. I mean, it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like... No, that can't be right because they have to like bring. Remember, because the whole thing was they had to bring like Spock's body back to like a certain place. Well, and to, Michael has what's his part of his katra yeah. inside of her. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying like it can be explained that like uh, they can have this type of technology in the Discovery universe. I suppose. Well, when you have sweet, sweet gay sex in the Star Trek future, uh, your katra gets. You know, inside your lover's mind and body, and maybe you know Stamets and and uh, Culver can bring back Culver from the dead by implanting his brain into the evil Culver. I think that they're going to use that mycelial thing to kind of travel uh, back, back in, in time. time or do some kind of something or other. There, there'll be some mushroom shenanigans, that's for sure. There is magic to bring him back. Uh, what about Giorgio's flagship palace? That is seems like it's fueled or powered by some sun, or is it a mycelial network? Are, what is it like that little thing? Are are they going to have to like destroy the whole thing in order to get destroy the mycelial network? And this is how we get rid of the mycelial network and bring everybody back home and move forward with you know Star Trek Discovery and the new. You know, Michael Burnham eventually is going to be the captain, and this is sort of where it's going. I guess what they've shown, I think, because, again, they didn't really, which is all, like, this show, Star Trek Discovery, has a real problem with this, like, barely letting us know exactly the answers to why, like, things are happening. Usually they just happen, and then they give us, like, a quick thing, like, and then you sort of feel like, oh... Maybe I missed something and I should know what's happening. But that happens so often in Star Trek mm. Discovery. Like, the thing, I don't know why the Mushroom Network is dying. And I don't know if that's because Mir Anthony Rapp is sabotaging it mm-hmm. or if it's unstable. And if well, it's, I think that's established uh, that that bad universe Anthony Rapp is messing up the mycelial network. It yeah. might not be on purpose though because remember this is the thing that connects everything. Yeah. So this is like this is the darkness, you know. It's this also is coming from the darkness, the, this, Sam. <laughs> I was thinking more of the never-ending story darkness. No. You know, supernatural that's darkness. The supernatural darkness. I have been rewatching that season by the way. Uh, it's Yeah, so you <laughs> sent me the Castiel I am coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am coming tattoo are like ripped under Aww. his chest. That's my Rowena. 
Yeah, I, th- I think in the um, the 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 nothing is uh, is what uh, threatens to swallow everybody in the never ending story mm-hmm. is not caring. The lack of information, lack of love. Man, the horse gets sucked into it. And they're like, please, that was the most traumatic scene for a lot of kids, is yeah. that horse dying. I remember, yeah. It's like, but, no! Yeah, but, like, um, I I guess, like, I, 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 there has, I mean, they have to get rid of the mycelial network, and a good way to do that is that if it's proven to be unstable or mm. something, but... Or just that it's destroyed, but I, I mean, because we don't have it in the rest of Star Trek, mm-hmm. and this is canon, and that's a problem for a lot of this show that we know... We can't fuck with it, yeah? Yeah, and but we also know that, like, George O, or uh, that our Burnham is going to get back, mm-hmm. or that, like, the... Mirror Universe people will get back. We're going to know that it's also... It was... I don't know why Burnham told her about the mycelial network because that seems insane, but that's that's fine yeah. because it, it, she's an evil fucking empress yeah. who wants to rule everything. She can go to our universe and destroy everything. Like it's crazy that Burnham would do that. Mm-hmm. And also like this is one of the most secret projects in our universe and but Jesus, whatever. I, I don't care. That's a little nitpick. But it well, was it's, it's, weird it, that yeah. she was just like, because you care, because the one that I knew cared about me. And it's like, well, this is the mere you, like mere universe one. That means that it's not that. And so like, but whatever, when they're like, oh, love is bonding between the universes, whatever. So my network d- being destroyed threatens both universes. So maybe Giorgio has some type of incentive to cooperate. Yeah, but she can, but you also, but it's just, I mean, yes, but it's too much. Like Michael Burnham doesn't know this person. She doesn't know. Cause Giorgio going to betray her. Yeah, but yeah. also, but like she doesn't know what she can use the mycelium. Like that could be the missing piece for a bunch of stuff that she already has in this universe. Like she's taken over everything and adapted the, all the worlds that she's conquered. She's conquered Andor, Vulcan. All these things have been destroyed by the Terrans, and I'm sure that they've taken all their technology and used it like the way that the Nazis would probably have cured all diseases if they won. Like because. That's what they were on to. Like, they were just taking over everything and becoming bigger and bigger and moving. And they didn't care about any kind of ethical questions. So that's like when you don't care about ethics and you're open to, well, let's see what happens if we blow up a world or something like that. Then I'm sure that you can come up with. Oh, this does this a lot easier, but yeah, that's a, just, it's, I it's just subscribe a to that, I, that that concept of like you know free reign means you know unlimited knowledge uh, or you know lack of ethics means that that's what's holding us back you know as a society in terms of knowledge is the fact that we have ethics. I, that's that, you know that's that's some idea that people have you know and you look at a lot of those uh, horror you know torture uh, sessions slash science experiments that the Nazis did and they were like pointless you know it was yeah, like they were like hey I wonder what frequency you blow up at and then they would just put someone in a chamber and keep moving the dial until they blew up and they're like ooh and they just wrote it down but. You also don't know when that's going to come up. Like, who knows? That probably helped the space program or some shit. Like, the reason we got into space <laughs> was because of the fucking Nazis. Yeah, the reason that. why we won the war was well, because of the Nazis. I think, you know, it's pretty well documented that the reason we went to the moon and, and we have a, you know, NASA and a space program was not because of Nazis or, or necessarily them, but it's of, of the Cold War between us and Russia. And it was the 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 quest for space was like, who's going to get to the moon first? Who's going to be putting us, you know, Sputnik probably did more to get man on the moon and to sort of get us thinking about Star Trek uh, than anything else in history has. You know, it, it's like without the Russians and the Americans sort of fighting to get into outer space, we really wouldn't have a series like Star Trek. And so yeah. in, in uh, the DNA at the, at the core of Star Trek was this idea that like. There is another way out of this 
threatening of global thermonuclear war, of, of an apocalypse, is that we can cooperate with each other. We can create, you know, the United Federation of Planets is really a metaphor for the Earth at peace with itself. And so Star Trek in 2018 still is in the shadow of a cold war between the Americans and the Russians. It still is, you know, and in a lot of ways, like what we're seeing this whole season is in a, a reflection of our own anxiety with Trump and and the fact that our democracy has been co-opted by foreign governments. And so, you know, it, I think where we're getting to eventually in this arc um, is going to be Vok and Laurel being this key component into, you know, de-escalating the war mm-hmm. between the Federation and the Klingons. Will they just join? Will they just be members of the Starship Discovery? I don't know what's going to happen. But it, characters? Well, will, uh, she you, become, will she turn into like a human? Will she want to get plastic surgery so she, you know, blends in? Girl, you look good. And then she starts <laughs> singing, and I am telling. Because she's a character based off. Her name is out of a character from Dreamgirls, mm-hmm. Laurel. Mm-hmm. And Stamens and Culver are both actors known for playing their characters in Rent. And there's a lot of references to, you know, La Boheme and mm-hmm. Broadway musicals in, in Discovery that you just have to read between the lines. So uh, um, we have only two more episodes left, right? Uh, I think there's three, right? Yeah, and that's I'm the guessing end of there's it. two more in the mirror universe, and then probably like one final one. Isn't it? 15? Well, they all say it's a musical episode. So 13, 14, and 15. Yeah, and they're like, I have gone, th- I've gone from, what? <laughs> what? what? I've gone from the Alpha Quadrant to the Gamma Quadrant into the parallel universe. <laughs> I've ridden the coast of the mycelial network and made love to an exotic beauty from planet. You know, it could, you know, it just writes itself. It's going to be fantastic. You know, Lorca has a gorgeous, they're all great singers. They're all like Broadway. Everybody can sing on that show. Oh, I'm looking forward to that Broadway episode. You seem like uh, when Mm. uh, Patrick Stewart sang. Uh, and he was like, "Hey, it's your awesome bees because I want I think to he see did that, didn't you." He did that for somebody's birthday, and, it was like, for he, was, someone's and birthday, he was mortified yeah. that it made it on its way onto the internet because <laughs> he hadn't even thought the internet would be a thing. Well, and, and Robert Picardo and Belana Torres. I mean, Belana Torres was known for her originating the role in the chorus line. Yeah. In chorus line, and she and Robert Picardo used to do cabaret shows. She together. originated that role. She originated that oh, role. Wow, girl, she's been around. Okay. Yeah, so Roxanne Dawson. <laughs> she did uh in what it's not she's not the tits and ass, she's the New Yorkian character. Um in the I'm not sure if her song was in the ballet. Uh, or, the ballet would be the New Yorkian one. I dated a girl that back in the uh, back in the day when I dated girls who was in that show. She did the tits and ass one. And she had tits and ass, that's for sure. So it's interesting the the Broadway slash Shakespeare slash um you know components, theatrical components to Star Trek. It's like they really look for people who can sing really well and know how to make sense of gobbledygook. Mm. And I, I understand, like, the Shakespearean components to Star Trek. I just don't grasp the the whole idea of, like, learning how to sing or, you know, being able to be – is it about timing? Is it about picking in into – Well, you know, a lot other? of times you, have, you, you want a good actor. So where does an actor get his training? They get their training on the stage mm. is where it comes from. Treading the boards. Okay. So there what? are three more episodes left. Okay. Um, what I would guess, what uh, is – what ha- what uh, TV shows usually do, a lot of TV shows do, is they will have – uh, sort of a finale, and yeah. then the but the app the but the finale usually is the episode before the season finale. Like the ending of the sort of the arc will be this will be the episode before the final season finale, which was usually sort of like an epilogue mm-hmm. or a denouement, and sort Didn't of like uh, I'm not fucking French. Fuck you. I'm American. This I is think America. you still say denouement, right? I don't. Do you say Perry? Gross. <laughs> I say Paris because I'm and I'm I eat baseballs and what F5. did you say? Denouement. Yeah, croissant, baby, croissant. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, that's what could 
be. Okay. But so, I mean, I assume we'll be getting. Uh, I'm hoping we get back to the the rebel base or whatever the resistance fighters mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck they were. I they have to. I hope they come back because that would be cool if they have to. The who? Not the who. I'm talking about Star Trek. Not not Britpop. Ha ha ha. Anyway, um, the what Andorians, Sarek, uh, oh, and the, the Klingon. Klingon you think they'll yeah. come to the rescue or something? I assume that they have to be. I mean, they don't necessarily have to because Star Trek Discovery. The writing is a mess, as we know, but. It seems like, again. yeah, why would you put that in aside from, like, well, we had to see that Ash Tyler was actually Klingon or some mm-hmm. bullshit. Um, Archer, you owe me one. Yeah, but Remember when the, when the Andorian, like, save Archer's ass? Yeah, Jeffrey Combs. And they're going to do this again. Shran. It'll be, a, Shran. It'll, you know, the new Andorian's going to save the day and be like, you owe me one. Uh, Michael Burnham. <laughs> you owe me one other Michael Burnham. <laughs> but, I mean, but we also know that the Terrans are triumphant because when we come back in 10 years, when the crew mm-hmm. of the Enterprise come back, Terrans are still on top. Mm-hmm. And Kirk be. is on top. <laughs> Remember, folks, uh, what the track is made possible because of your financial support. If you like uh, what we're doing, give us a tip, honey, and uh, allow us to upgrade our microphones and mixers and cables go to feastoffun.com slash donate and make a one-time donation or consider becoming a member at feastoffun.com slash plus where you can access uh past what the track episodes binge listen to our podcast as you binge watch what the track mm-hmm. and visit our store at feastoffun.com slash store and get a t-shirt or not. Or not. I want to thank you, Brian, for making the check up here for, uh, to do the podcast. It's much yeah. appreciated. Your insight is... Uh, sorry. I just, not well, we just, listen, we could use magic it's, and the last transporter uh, to bring back Colette Gregory for the next oh, week. Is, God, is, yeah, is that not settling well in your system? No. Oh, God. Oh, oh, Colette. Oh, we got to wake her up. Colette. What's up, girl? What's are you up, okay? Are you, oh, there you are. Oh, thank God. So Something I guess sassy. you'll be back next week. Yay, Colette. Yay, Colette. I alive. threw her up. <laughs> and then Fausto threw up his part that he ate. I think we might still have part of her in the the, her, her the, uh, the transporter buffer. We could probably just put her back together, right? Oh, yes. It was just, oh, no. Jesse ate that part. <laughs> we'll just God damn it, Colette. Stop being so damn delicious. Mm. <laughs> All right. We'll try to figure this out, folks. Thanks back for listening. Back to the replicator. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.